So how can you find out if somebody's lying about their assets, whether you're in a probate case, maybe a divorce case, it could be that you want a lawsuit against somebody and they're denying that they have the means to pay you. Sometimes you've been a victim of an online scam or a fraud or a Ponzi scheme and the person that stole your money is saying they don't have any money. So how can you find out if they're telling the truth or if they're lying? Well, one way to do it is to perform an asset search, but another way is as part of an asset search or separately is to look at other types of records to see if it matches up with their claim of having no assets. And we're going to talk about 10 different types of records you can look at, which will reveal if they're hiding assets. The first one is loan applications. If this person has applied for a loan of any type, they will have to list their income and their assets and also payments to other items. So let's say somebody goes into a car dealership and applies for a car loan for a brand new Ford truck. When they fill out that car loan, they're going to have to list assets, real estate, vehicles, corporations. They're also going to have to list if they have other loans for other items. So that might be a mortgage on a property. Here's the other thing. If somebody buys a car at a dealership, even if they pay cash at the dealership, they are probably going to have to fill out a credit application, even if they're not applying for credit. Dealerships are required to abide by what's called KYC or know your customer, which is a money anti-money laundering regulation that the federal government requires that certain types of retailers abide by, jewelry stores, car dealerships, art stores, banks. So if you're purchasing something, even if you're paying cash, you have to disclose to that retailer certain things about your assets. So loan applications are a very good source of that. Even things like rental applications for real estate, it might be where they got a credit card. Those applications will show all their assets. Number two on the list is credit card statements. If you look at a debtor, what they have for credit card or even debit card transactions, look at it line by line. Even if you see a small item, $25 for a payment, $30 for a payment, look to see what that's for. Sometimes these are payments for repairs of a large asset. People go into a jewelry store and, and spend $25 to have their Rolex cleaned, $30 to have their diamond ring repaired. It might be that they purchased parts for a yacht at a parts store on their debit card. Sometimes you'll even find payments for insurance for an item, and we'll talk about insurance momentarily. Another place to look, obviously, is social media. If you find where they're bragging and boasting of driving Ferraris or they live in a certain property, even if it doesn't directly identify an asset, if you look in the background, look at locations and look at towns, sometimes that'll help you find where assets are hidden. If you think somebody lives in Dallas, Texas, but they're posting a lot from, let's say, Santa Fe, New Mexico, maybe that's where you do your real estate search or other vehicle record search in New Mexico. So social media can be a source. Don't try to go it alone because if you are stalking them on social media, they can see it. If you look at them on LinkedIn, they can see that you looked at their profile. So you want to do this covertly and make sure you have the right forensics to look at the photos, pictures, locations to get the right information. So let's jump right to insurance. 
any asset of any value, a person is going to want to have insurance on that asset. Sometimes it's required. If you have a vehicle, your state requires you to have auto insurance to get it registered. If you have a homeowner policy on a piece of property or a commercial property have general liability insurance or commercial auto, those policies are going to show what assets you have. Even if you only find one policy, most insureds have all their policies with the same agent. So if you find the agent, then you can get a deck page of all the policies that person has and even claims they put in. Insurance claims can also show what assets have been listed on the claims inventory. So insurance is a very overlooked, frequently overlooked source of hidden assets. What about tax returns? A person on their tax return, especially corporations, is going to require not only profit and loss reporting, but balance sheet reporting. If there's acquisitions, if there's expenses, certain assets will have deductible expenses. Maybe you deduct the homeowners or the property taxes on a piece of real estate. Maybe you deduct HOA fees on real estate. Maybe you deduct business expenses for a corporation. Tax returns are a huge source of asset disclosure. In fact, good segue for huge is think about what the fight is going on right now for last President Trump's tax returns. There's people trying to get those because they know there's valuable information in those returns. So those tax returns are tremendously valuable. Where can you get them? Well, if you have a subpoena from the court, you can get them from the court from the IRS. But there's other locations that may have it. A spouse, a former spouse may have tax returns. A business partner may have tax returns. An accountant may have tax returns. Sometimes when you file for a mortgage or other loans, they want copies of your tax returns. There are many third parties that have copies of tax returns that may not have a legal statutory requirement not to give them to you. They might be able to give them to you upon request or certain negotiation tax returns. What about warranties? If you have certain items, even a computer or an iPhone, or some types of construction equipment may have a warranty, either the factory warranty that comes with it or the extended warranty. Those warranties are registered with either the manufacturer or with the extended warranty company. How many times have you purchased a product and in the box there's a little extended or warranty card to fill in in case there's a recall, they contact you. Warranties on any significant assets are a valuable way to identify them. What about mobile apps? If you look at somebody's phone, there might be mobile apps that connect to certain assets. Cars these days have mobile apps that help you diagnose your car. Some apps can turn on your lights and, and beep your horn, turn on your heater, remote start. Certain large equipment types of assets have remote apps for them. Some apps just help you track the inventory of them. So apps on a phone can be a valuable source of identifying assets that are controlled or monitored by that app. Another way to look for assets is by IP address and Bluetooth connections. Look, if you're at a subject premises, we, we, we ran into a case like this at a manufacturing plant and the debtor claimed that they didn't have certain type of equipment and we were not allowed to do a full search with a search warrant on the premises, but we were able to go and interview the person in their conference room. 
And while we're interviewing them, one of our investigators pulled up on their phone and looked at all the IP addresses for devices that were on a network and also Bluetooth devices that were showing up. And we found within that proximity of Bluetooth, there were four large lathe equipment, CNC lathe equipment that were on that Bluetooth network that the owner of that company claimed they didn't own anything like that. So by taking a snapshot of it, it had the Bluetooth, had the Bluetooth device ID, then we're able to get a court order to get information on that device from the manufacturer and it showed it was sold to that company. So electronic pinging of devices, whether it's an IP address, look, even TVs now have an IP address. If you have a big screen TV at your house, it'll show up on your network on a phone. So any outside source, outside device can just stand outside somebody's house and see what all the devices that are showing up, TVs, anything that's on Bluetooth, phones, routers, and that might be a source for assets. What about ATM surveillance? If a person is claiming not to have a bank account, but they're going to an ATM to get money, that might be a, a way to find it out. Maybe you can find a receipt. Most people don't keep their receipt. They throw it in the trash. Once it's in the trash, you can grab it in most cases. ATM surveillance sometimes is a good way to find assets, and you can see what the, the withdrawal was, what bank it's from, the account number, partial account number at least. Sometimes it has a balance on it, and most people just throw that right in the trash. Last but not least is a bank account search. <clears throat> and this is part, kind of an asset search, but there are ways to ping bank accounts through the SWIFT code system or the check verification system that will disclose accounts that may not have been revealed to you in the financial disclosure through the court. If you're in a divorce, one of the first things they have to do is file a certified financial disclosure signed under the penalty of perjury. But most counterparties know that there's not going to be much um, consequence if they leave something off because no one's really going to check as far as they're concerned. So by running a simple bank account search, you can find some of those misleading representations. So there's 10 different sources that you can use to find out if somebody's lying about assets that then you can use to flush those assets out from hiding to use to collect what's rightfully yours, whether it's a divorce case, a probate case, lawsuit, judgment, fraud recovery, because if you can't find the assets, you're not going to be able to get the money that's due to you. This is the way to find the assets that somebody's lying about to keep you from finding out where they have the valuable money vehicles that they've taken from you that rightfully belongs in your pocket, not theirs.